Test? Test? Is this thing on? It has been a long, long time since I've podcasted on this particular podcast. Uh, It's been over a year. In fact, I think the last time I did anything was, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or what did I want it to be? And I think I have a new show uh, kind of building in the back of my brain. This is sort of the um, uh, uh, test, if you will, uh, of what that is supposed to be. This this podcast is supposed to be. Um, I, I have no script in front of me. I'm just going. Uh, so some life updates. We always like to start what's going on. Um, uh, this podcast kind of transformed into D&D for a while, and then I decided to break off because I didn't know what I wanted to do with this podcast, and we started the BS Roll. Uh, uh, the problem with that is uh, people have left the BS Roll, um, life has gotten in the way, and we've really been on hiatus since last summer. Uh, and we had another person join us and then we started podcasting about the different variations of D and D or their different editions and that was going well. And then life hit again and people got busy and I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, uh, to the BS roll at this current date. So I decided, what can I do? What can I do? So I decided to maybe venture and test a new show called The Concerned Millennial. And I keep seeing articles, I keep seeing tidbits, I keep seeing um, stuff going on in the world today that concerns this 38-year-old, soon-to-be 39-year-old millennial. Um... And and millennials have been kind of jerked around quite a bit. Uh, uh, We used to be called Gen Y, and then they've changed the dates, and then um, it's sort of been confusing. Am I Gen X, am I Gen, uh, or am I Gen Y, or am I a millennial? And they keep seeming to change it, because a lot of older millennials uh, really relate to Gen X more, because... Like, for instance, I grew up in the 90s. I remember the 90s. I grew up in the 90s. Um, I remember the 90s. And for me, the, the even the name Millennial, you grew up in the new millennium. I was already, you know, 16, 17, 18. That was like my high school years. And I was already a young adult by the time I was 19. Um, it's this weird thing where I grew up in an analog era. Meaning, you know, RCA cables, coaxial cables, daisy chaining my regular Nintendo and Super Nintendo and Genesis to coax to because my TV wasn't even digital. It had all RCA connections and some of them even only had coaxial cables. And growing up with that, that's how what I knew. And so you get into the digital age of now. Uh, the 64 has RCA cables, and then uh, the PlayStation 1 had RCA cables, and then you get into HDMI stuff like with the 360. To, but I already had grown up in the analog age, uh, and it's having this analog brain in the digital world now. And I think the millennials will be the last generation, particularly boys. 
that will have a box of cables that they don't know what to do with, like speaker wire, HDMI cables, power cables, uh, RCA cables, because everything's now Bluetooth, wireless, HDMI. And so it's that weird dichotomy that I think uh, what a millennial is and being an older millennial. I really think about Gen X and uh, that. But, you know, I was born in 85, so I'm right on the borderline of that, even though millennials from 81 to 96. And it, it feels weird to be in the same generation as, like, I remember 96. Uh, whatever. I was, you know... A kid still, but anyways, uh, and so it's just being a concerned millennial and seeing what is going on in the world. And one of the things that I keep seeing all over, and I'm sure you have, and I've seen it on Instagram because I've refused to get TikTok, so I see it, you know, a month later on Instagram because I'm old. And, uh, you know, about like the American dream and millennials and everything screwed up and uh, all the world is collapsing and, and millennials are to blame and uh, the next generation has no hope. Gen Z has no hope. Gener- generation Alpha has no hope. And it starts with the millennials and and seeing what the trends are. And I I saw this, uh, it was a TikTok, I do believe on Instagram because you do that now, um, about how the millennials were the first generation where debt to income was higher than, um, student loan debt or student graduation and start average average starting salary. And I, I just got fascinated with this and wanted to look at it. And basically like the American dream being dead, so I, I wanted to define what the American dream is or what Oxford says or Merriam-Webster says about what is the American dream? How do they define it? It says uh, the ideal by which equality of opportunity is available to any American allowing the highest aspirations and goals to be achieved. Another way to say is the ideal that every citizen of the United States should have an equal opportunity to achieve success and prosperity through hard work, determination, and initiative. And a lot of people think or believe that dream is dead. That you can no longer have prosperity through hard work, through determination, or initiative. Which is what the complete opposite of what the boomer generation says that, you know, pull yourself out by your own bootstraps and, you know, hard work and determination will get you everything that you need in this life. And it seems to be that millennials are the first generation to, for that not to be true. Gen X, you get a little Gen X, the later Gen Xs, the young, young Gen Xs. Um, but millennials have had it rough. Uh, I, I was watching, I, I saw another Instagram and it's this uh, uh, a guy who looks like he's in his 40s and 50s. And it was something got trendy that Gen uh, Z is aging faster than millennials. 
Uh, and I don't know if that's necessarily true. Millennials have been through a bunch of stuff. But let's let's look at some things. And so one of the things that I keep seeing is that the debt to income is higher or it's a higher percentage than anything else. So, for example, uh, say you graduated in 1970. Your debt at graduation was $1,070 and your average starting salary was $9,951 with a debt to income at 10.8%. Um, which is just fascinating because you had very little student loan debt at graduation. However, you were making very little. And this trend goes on. Uh, you know, 1975 is 8.3. 1980 is 16.1. And you start to see things continuing going up. So like the debt at graduation in 1985 was $5,200. Your average salary was 24289 with a debt to income of 21.4 where things get a little bonkers uh, they wanted to say it's you know millennial so you're looking at you know graduation year of um 2000s and it does get crazy like 2006 2007 2008 it does get crazy but in 1995 your debt at graduation is twelve thousand six hundred dollars and your average salary was $29,276 with a debt to income at 43%. And it stays in the 40s. Uh, 2001 is a blip at 39, but it stays in the 40s all the way through present day. Your debt to income is higher than 40% by 1995. And it's a big jump between 1990, where it's a debt-to-income ratio of 24.8%, and then 95, five years later, it's 43.0%. Um, when I graduated college, it would have been 2008. Um, they said the average debt at graduation was $23,000. Uh, average starting salary was 49, and debt-to-income was 47.3%. Uh, and they're saying that's why uh, the economy is struggling. That is why the American dream is dead because our debt to income is now higher than 40%. And then you get into some wild stuff uh, like 2012, 2013 is 66%, 63%. Uh, if you graduated last year or in 2021, you're at a debt, debt income Debt-to-income ratio of 54.6% right out of the gate. And they're saying that is why the American dream is dead. The other factor is this, is uh, most millennials don't own homes. Some 43% of millennial households owned homes compared to 51% of Gen X. So almost about a 10% decrease of generation of homeowners. And that's the debt to um, debt to income ratio is part of that, and, and many believe it's because outstanding college debt. Uh, I, I think there's some other factors going on here. Um, a lot of people, you know, uh, 
at my age, if you had under a hundred thousand dollars in college grant and college debt, uh, you were doing good. Isn't that crazy? Uh, between 1987 to 2017, the cost of attending a public four-year college rose more than 200%. While data on student debt varies, the average balance for a borrower between the ages of 25 and 34 stands at $32,000, according to Department of Education data. For years, millennials now ages 27 to 42 have lagged behind their baby boomer parents and Gen X counterparts and and accumulating wealth. Most were raised in the economy of the 1990s, one of the longest record economic expansions in U.S. history. And then what happened in 2008? The Great Recession. Millennials entered the job market as corporate America was coming off its hinges and the worst downturn, downturn since the Great Depression. 2008-2009 recession made entry-level jobs scarce. It also pushed older workers to put off retirement. I remember, you know, uh, uh, my parents were right around that retirement age and they had to wait because their 401ks were just wiped out because of 2008. And so it led to this chaotic thing where boomers who are eyeing retirement can't retire because their 401k just got blown up. And now being, you know, graduating in 2008, looking for an entry level job, I can't find one because they're scared because their workforce hasn't retired. And so now it's become, well, the baby boomers are still there because they had to be there. Because they weren't able to retire. And now they've had all this wealth. And the one way you get wealth in this country is home ownership. Flipping your starter home and then selling it for quite a bit of a profit and then moving on. You can't do that because millennials got stuck with a huge college debt. Couldn't find jobs and then can't find an affordable house. And now their debt is too high to even save money. Thus the problem of the American dream being dead. And the baby boomers are still there. And now what has happened is the stopgap or this lag where the baby boomers stayed far longer than they should have. I mean, my mom just retired in 2018. Well, that holds up the Gen Xs. Now the Gen Xs are starting to get in these senior levels, and I'm where the Gen Xs were a couple years ago, when I should have been in senior level at this point, or higher, or in management, and yet we're stuck. You're stuck. And, and popular wisdom would tell you you need 20% down in a home, how can I save 20% when I'm trying to put food on the table? And it, you, you, you can't. Uh, and then COVID hits. And that hurt everything again. 
And so going back to the gentleman who was talking about how Gen Zers aged faster than millennials and they're talking about, you know, COVID. I just saw another article. I don't have quotes. Uh, I'll put all my sources uh, in, in the comments. I'm ADD. All my sources in the comments or in the description of this episode. But there was another article, and I'm paraphrasing, where um, Gen Zers are having a harder time because of the pandemic. That they have more mental health problems because of the pandemic. And I think of that meme as a millennial, as an older millennial going, first time, we went through uh, 9-11. That literally changed everything in this country. Everything. You can have a defined line of going pre-9-11 and then post-9-11. It's so different. It is so different. 2008, the recession, and now the COVID pandemic. And there's little things that affected the Midwest. If you live in the Midwest, like the 93 flood that destroyed everything. People lost their homes. I remember that and going through that thing. Um, And the change of culture in the 90s, where you have, you know, OJ system. O.J. Simpson trial that took over America, uh, the Monica Lewinsky scandal that happens, um, which she's awesome, by the way. You need to read some of her stuff. She's incredible. She's an incredible lady, and what the public did to her is a travesty, side commentary. But you have those big things that happened in the 90s, and then you have the 9-11, uh, you know, being in high school and having 9-11, and then getting out of high school, and now going into college and graduating college, and then the Great Recession happens. And it's like, first time dealing with severe anxiety and, and trauma, and now reaching an age of almost 40 and going, I hope I have retirement. I hope I have Social Security, Medicaid, and Medicare. I hope that uh, when my parents do pass, they're able to transfer wealth to me. That might not be a thing. It's not like it used to be, where uh, the boomer parents had, the, the boomer generation and their parents gave their wealth to their kids. Or even the Gen Xers' parents giving their wealth to their kids. Now it's a matter of how much taxes are going to get taken out of it, how much is going to damage me, and how much am I going to have to pay for the health care in this country? How much is it going to go away in taxes? What about all these other things that I now have to pay for and everything is so much more expensive? Uh, I saw yet another article where... Um, it was uh, uh, Target, uh, someone, I guess, working at Target, and they looked at the prices of cat food. And cat food before the pandemic was like, I want to say 14 or $15 a bag, and now it's up to $25 a bag. It's What's happening in this country and what's going on in this country is just crazy. And seeing my fellow brethren, millennials, struggle with these kind of things. Um, you can no longer 
I find myself, I, I have a house, I find myself being stuck because any other house that I'd look for would be way more as out of my price range. And so I can't sell my house because then I won't be able to afford an upgrade or even a house that is the same as mine. Uh, and not to mention my debt is so incredibly high because of my student loans. I was lucky to fall into the house that I'm in because of my debt ratio was so hot. And we're still not making as much money as Gen X or the boomers. I, I do believe that a lot of people focus on student loans. Uh, it is a headache. It is a travesty. Um, for example, if you weren't in a loan forgiveness plan or a repayment plan or any of those other niche plans, you're spending, you know, five or six, seven hundred dollars just to pay back your student loans over the next 10 years, if not longer. That, that. And if you're making, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, that's a significant chunk of what you make in a monthly period. How are you going to then spend a thousand dollars a month on rent? And that's cheap rent. How then are you going to afford a car, an insurance, a phone bill, any sort of utilities? It's looking very bleak in the world today. Not to mention the mortgage rate, interest rates have skyrocketed. So, what do we do? How do we change things? Is there a change? I don't know what it is in this country. And, you know, looking at the definition of the American dream... The ideal that every citizen of the United States should have an equal opportunity to achieve success and prosperity through hard work, determination, and initiative. I think you can't anymore. We no longer have that equal opportunity. I can work. I work hard. I have a determination, I have an initiative, and I don't think I have an equal opportunity to achieve success. I, I don't believe that at all. Uh, whether you want to be political or not, I don't think either party has our best interests at heart anymore. I think it is about the wealthy staying wealthy. And driving the algorithm, the narrative, to push towards them keeping wealth. I really believe that. Um, and if I need to wear a tinfoil hat, I will. Because uh, it sounds like a con conspiracy, but it, look at the facts. I mean, why is student loans getting crazier and crazier and crazier? And why hasn't either party stepped in and gone oh, we need to fix this we need to help our millennials we need to help our younger generations and figure this out 
why is interest rates so incredibly high on these student loans? Why is the housing market so insane? Why is inflation reaching crazy levels? Why did all these corporations that we bailed out during the recession gouging prices right now? And what are we going to do to stop that? Not only are they making record-breaking profit post-COVID, but they're not raising the income or salary. Why hasn't anyone from either side addressed those issues? Because the narrative is, whether you're red or blue, you're wrong. If you're red, blue, you're wrong. If you're blue, red, you're wrong. You can see article after article on Reddit or any social media talking about how awful America is, how awful Republicans are, how awful Democrats are, how awful these people are name-calling, you're fascist, you're a racist, you're insane, you're a cult. When you talk to people in real life, it's not the case at all. Most people are in in the center of political sphere. Some of them are very liberal and progressive. Some of them are crazy far right. But what's funny is talking to my super liberal friends, we usually agree more than we don't. And if I talk to my super conservative friends, we mostly agree more than we don't. Hmm, isn't that interesting? You look at the internet, social media, you would see a divide. Hmm, isn't that interesting? We're going to get into a topic next week or whenever I feel like updating this again. I don't want these episodes to go on forever and ever and ever and ever. Uh, so I'm looking, you know, trying to make them 30 or so minutes. Uh, we're going to look at another article whenever I feel like doing this again. Uh, where interesting facts are coming to light about Gen Z. Maybe involving the Holocaust or not. Fascinating stuff that I've seen. And I think it's a part of this algorithm. It's a part of the social media. It's a part of the narrative that they seem to push. And I know I sound like Reynolds rap is on my head. But when you when we talk about this next time, you'll be blown away by the numbers. Uh, a little teaser for you guys. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to do this. I don't know how long this is going to last. But uh, part of the reason why I decided to do this is because, well, I, I logged into who hosts this podcast. And I saw that people were listening to it still. In fact, my numbers have gone way up. And I'm like, people still listen to this? This is a little thing I haven't updated in like a year and a half. And people have found this podcast and they're listening to it. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen to the BS roll. Go over there. We had a lot of fun times and listen to some of those episodes if you like D&D. Um, hopefully we get back in that campaign. Well, maybe we don't. Uh, but I'm thinking that I'm going to start doing something with this. And it's going to be called Concerned Millennial. 
Maybe I'll have other people going, getting on and talking about life and what's happening in the world. Um, but it's something that I've seen that's eye-opening. And the next subject, uh, I really do believe will blow you guys away. So stay tuned. Thank you for continuing to support me, even though I did not know. If you want to follow me on social media, find me at TimFar23, just about everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, X. Um, and, you know, say hi. Or don't. I can't control you. I can only give you the news. I don't even do that well. Thank you for listening and supporting me. Love you. Have a good one.